<laughs> I'm really excited about this one. Me too. I mean, people don't even know what they're ready for. People don't, you have no idea, listeners. You think we've been there before, but we're getting really, we're getting wild today. And we're getting wild with Christina Lauren because they're two of our favorite people. <laughs> Yay! They're people we really wish we could be getting wild with in person. Oh, God. I, I, yes. Someday soon. Someday. That's like the one fantasy we've been sharing in our text oh, boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Just being together. <laughs> there was a moment where Little Romance, I thought, like, he like got into a school in California. And I was like, I could hang out with Lo all the time. All the time. Not going to happen, But instead, everybody. it's going to be me all the time. It's going to be you all the time. So it all works out for me. <laughs> and that's what's important, everybody. That's all right. Welcome, everyone, to Faded Mates. Um, I'm Sarah McLean. I write romance novels and I read them. I'm Jennifer Prokop. I'm a romance reader and critic. And our special guests are... Christina Lauren. Hello. You have new books out. We do. Yes. Soulmate Equation is out May 18th. And it is Which so is- fun. It's which is cover. yesterday. I think we're going to release this the day yeah, after. You're listening so. to it the Wednesday. It was released yesterday. So head to your favorite bookseller. We'll have <laughs> links everywhere in show notes. Um, do you guys have signed books somewhere? Let's get we that did. out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So you can get signed copies at Romans, which is a Pasadena independent bookstore. And if you order from Romans, you get... Um, customized art that has been commissioned by Liz Parks, who does really amazing drawings and illustrations. You can see some of her stuff on Instagram. She's amazing. So everybody who orders from Vromans will get one print and then we're doing a virtual book tour and on our site or at thesoulmateequation.com you can see the different stores we'll be visiting and those stores will have a different exclusive print from Liz. Oh, fun. Yeah, Ooh, and we'll, we'll send um, signed book plates to all the stores that we're doing on book tour. Yep. And since we're doing this, tonight, Wednesday, if you are listening to this Wednesday, May 19th, tonight at Books Are Magic, I'm going to be with Yay! Christina. Lauren so excited. and Theo Axelrod talking <laughs> about know. books and how much I love this one. I said before we started, this is my favorite Christina Lauren book. That is amazing. And I got to say, it took <laughs> a lot to knock off Dating You, Hating You, which is my other favorite Christina Lauren oh, book. I love you um, so much. <laughs> <laughs> Marry me. No, I really, I just like, I have so many things I want to say. So let's just dive in. I want to talk about this book for a little bit, and then we'll get into what we're really here for. <laughs> <laughs> we're really here to talk about the book, Sarah. <laughs> this book, I mean, it's so... You, here's the thing. If you've never read a Christina Lauren book, Christina Lauren does this like remarkable thing where they they really just tap into how complex and nuanced, like loving someone in the modern world is. And it is so, when we talk about contemporary romance, I think one of the things that often Jen and I talk about, and we've talked about it lots on the podcast, is this idea that like contemporary romance sometimes falls into the trap of, of not feeling special, right? Like the, right. the love story feeling very ordinary because by virtue of like we all live in this modern world and we all love in this modern world and we see romance happen around us and so it's really difficult to write uh it's challenging to write a love story that is different and still sparkles with that kind of like special romance magic kind of feel um and this one does it and you all of yours do it but this one does it like at 11. It's Yay. so great. <laughs> the premise a- is so modern, too. Like, yeah. so cool and modern. In this so movie. tell us about it. Tell us about it and where the idea for the book, like, came from. Because I think people really love to hear that, too. It's uh, The premise is um, a single mom is sort of determined. Her name is Jess Davis. And she's sort of determined to 
focus on her career and her seven-year-old daughter until her daughter's in college. She doesn't really want to get back in the dating pool, but she is best friends with a romance author who is not having it. (laughs) And um, convinced by her best friend, Fizzy, she ends up sort of after a bad day taking this DNA matchmaking test. And so she sends it off and then turns out that she matches with the founder of the company, this guy that she knows who's sort of like this grumpy curmudgeon that she sees at the coffee shop every morning. And, um, you know, they they call Americano, they call him Americano (laughs) and he really wants them to like for this to work out. It would look really good for this company. It's about to go public. So they basically pay Jess to date river and see where it goes. Um, and so I think for, for me, at least the fun part was really thinking, I mean, other than the romance, which is always fun was thinking about, okay, if this thing actually existed in the real world, what would I as a scientist need to see data-wise to believe that this is a real thing? And so that was, you know, we obviously put way more in the first draft than we needed and then we dialed it back. But um, that part was really fun. So I think we were really inspired by like 23andMe and, you know, getting email updates saying like, you are likely based on your genetics to taste soap when you eat cilantro and you have (laughs) thick hair follicles. And it was sort of like, well, if they can do that, why can't they figure out like long-term happiness? And as the non-science half of Christina (laughs) Lauren, Lo has a PhD in neuroscience and her husband is a biochemist. And so one of the things that sort of ruins kind of sciencey books for Lo is when things are just so far-fetched that it's clear somebody just went, there's a something they've named in your brain that does the emotional (laughs) nucleus. Yeah, so, um, so it was really fun to kind of come up with this crazy thing, but make it as close to possible, you know, as we could get. And it was funny because we had this idea and we had like a bunch of different ways we were going to do it. And then we watched the, ther- or Lohit was like really interested in the Theranos stuff when it was happening. And then I watched the documentary and from there we sort of were like, oh, what if it's this biotech biotech mm. company? Did you guys read and- Bad Blood by John Carreyrou? He, he was no. so... It's such a good, I mean, I'm, I'm a total hoe for nonfiction. I just love it. And this is like one of the best written medical nonfiction, science nonfiction books that I've read in a long time. I think it came out in 2018 maybe, but it's all about this scandal in this blood testing company. Because the promise of what this company could do would have changed lives. It was like tiny little prick and they can just find out so much about you. So like, imagine. I love that you said tiny little prick on a romance podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah. It didn't mean. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, in the, for, you know, Rivers company, it's not just the, it's not just the possibility of finding your soulmate, which would change dating. Like, the way that we know it, it would change relationships. It would change everything. But like also in finding the doctor that is the most compatible with you and finding the caretaker for your parents or, you know, a nanny for your kids or, you know, completely non-romantic things, just finding somebody that is not like genetically matched to you, but that has all of these similar patterns in people that were, you know, have long-term compatibility and happiness. One of the, I would say one of the things I love about this premise though it's just like kicking around also the idea that there always seems to be this divide between like science and religion essentially right and here you are like saying but like what if it didn't have to be that way yeah and I mean I I actually I love that you mentioned that because that's one of the things that Jess she's so skeptical she thinks there's so many ways that this is just bullshit and so I think there's a moment in the book or maybe a few moments where she kind of decides to leap, like she has to have faith in the science. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just, that was such a beautiful thing as a scientist to, to remember is those moments where you have to just trust that what you're seeing is true and what you're feeling is true. Well, and you do such a wonderful job of that in because this is the romance hero who is predisposed to be skeptical of relationships, period, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he's so sure of his own science that mm-hmm. for him, he is the one who like is sure of it. He's certain that like this is a this is gonna happen. Or I mean, I don't know if he knows that it's gonna happen, but he's certainly much more willing he, to take it. It's the not lead. gonna happen to him, clearly though, <laughs> right? Oh no, and like the setup is so, you know, 
romance heroes should be kings. And he is. He's such a king because he's basically like, oh, I set it all up. So so this the concept is there's a diamond match, which is like mm-hmm. basically you have to have matched on what is it over 90% like you have to be mm-hmm. an over 90% match and they've only had they've only ever seen three of them and you know and then of course he's like well I only sent my profile up to be to see diamond matches because he's like <laughs> love is nonsense it's not gonna happen to <laughs> me I don't right. need love exactly love and it. so like when it does happen it's this like earth-shaking thing for everyone in the company like everyone around them and it's so fun to read and then at the same time, it's such a clever idea because as I was reading it, I was like, my God, this, this invention is going to ruin marriages because like, <laughs> how are you married? And then this thing happens and you're like, well, what if let's I get tested? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, well, what so- if there is someone out there? Like, I was like, oh my God, there could be a whole series of like real black mirror style. Yeah. <laughs> well, so when we tell people the concept, some people will go, oh, like the one that's on Netflix right now. So we were like almost done writing it. Um, no, we were done. It was like we were September. Done. And then yeah. um, I saw this thing for the one and I was like, oh God, what is this? And so I mm-hmm. read it. Wait, what is the premise? I don't know. Yeah, I don't even this. know. It's that somebody has found a the gene. It's like the a gene. soulmate gene where River basically, you know, does all these tests. His is based on, you know, it's, it's a array. Yeah. yeah. On compatibility, not necessarily like you match this person exactly. Um, and so it that's what happens in the book. And also the one is a thriller um, where oh, people, yeah. uh, people are married. The institution of marriage is falling apart and, you know, the government wants to step in and all of this. So they were very different. <laughs> I was like, no, oh. but I mean, it is such a fast. What I love about this, of course, is that moment, you know, Romance writers often, we talk about like, oh, you see a, you know, story in the newspaper and you think like, how do you make that a romance? Mm -hmm. And this is one of those moments where it's like, this could go dark, but you guys made it really like beautiful and so romantic. And I just, I love, I love this book so much. And we haven't even gotten into how I feel about Juno. And I mean, (laughs) I have a seven-year-old daughter who is wise beyond her years. So it just works so perfectly for me. All saw, of it. So yeah. I yeah. love it. It was out yesterday. Go buy it. Yay. Thank from you. your favorite bookstore. That really makes my day. I'm going to talk about, I probably talked about it on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I will also, because clearly by then I will have read it because I will stay up all night reading it. <laughs> but I do want to say, have you guys seen the show Casual? No. So casual is the other side, not the DNA side, but the premise of casual is a, a, um, a kind of, he's, he, this is not a romance, um, but a here, the, the kind of hero of the show, um, invented a kind of dating, it's sort of like a, like a match.com style dating service. And he puts himself in with the same sort of concept of like, I only want to see the person who's like the perfect match and he never gets it. And so he's like miserable forever. It's a different kind of experience, but it's very funny and kind of dark. Um, And if you have a, if you, anyone out there has a family that is, you know, a lot (laughs) <laughs> this is the fan. This is the show for you. Okay, I'm gonna watch this. Okay. I, think this. I think the thing that's also like really interesting about this is I think it speaks to something like you know we talk about faded mates a lot as being like this kind of like clusterfuck, right? Like in IAD at least, it's like okay, you are two polar opposites and now you have to make it work. But it also, in this case, sounds like, imagine how comforting it would be to know, like, okay, if I just stick it out through, like, this bad stuff and finding out he leaves the toilet seat up or whatever, then I, but I I have this certainty that, like, we're really the right ones for each other. Yeah. Right? But this is why Faded Mates is so hard to do in contemporary. Yes. Because it's so easy to walk away, right? Absolutely. And you can't, but this is the modern day equivalent of like, I smelled her and I knew she was the one, right? (laughs) (laughs) My DNA smelled hers, right? Her DNA, yeah, exactly. And it's so clever because a lot of people love Faded Mates as a trope. And absolutely. It's so difficult to do. Well, and this is if so, if you are out there and you love Faded Mates, this is the book for you. 
Can I tell you, I'm not, okay, everybody, obviously I've not had a chance to read the book yet, but one of the things I've been really thinking a lot about, because Sarah says all the time that name is destiny, I'm sort of fascinated by the fact that like River, who sounds like kind of a stick in the mud and is like Mr. Sciency has such like a hippie name. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, is it this clue that like maybe he's a little softer inside than, you know, even he wants to admit? Yeah. I mean, I think River, uh, I find I find him to be one of my favorite characters that we've heroes that we've written. And I think he has he has that desire that a lot of our favorite. I hope it comes across that a lot of our favorite um heroes that other authors have written have, which is that his primary desire is to take care of his woman. Right. And so, you know, when he, when he, (laughs) you know, when Jess is, is going through something, he's, he shows up like without question, it, it just doesn't occur to him to not do it. So I do think, um, and this is before they're even like kind of all in on each other. So I do think that there's a softer side to him. Um, I love his name. I feel like it fits him in a very like unique way. And we actually chose the names very deliberately because Jess, Jess Davis is a pretty like Jess Marie Davis. Is the con- <laughs> yeah, right? She's like someone we hang out with, right? Yes, yes, I mean, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And her daughter Juno, her jo- daughter is Juno Miriam, and she gave her a really unique unique name because she didn't have a unique name. And so Juno and River then get to bond over their names being unique. And I don't know, it was that was a fun part of it is playing with the names. Yeah. Well, as a Jennifer, I will tell you that I was pretty determined to give our son a unique name. And then Little Romance was born, and we thought, there's the perfect name. There's a perfect no name. No one will have. <laughs> little Romance. <laughs> little Romance. But yeah, I get that. Like, that's so yeah, I was just interested just because I, it, it was unusual. And I was like, I like it. I like that sense of him. You know, I'm really curious about his background now, right? Like, there's all these things about him that make me, like, just, like, that name is so kind of magical, too. Oh, he's oh, perfect. I you love it. He's perfect. He's my new, you. he's my new boyfriend. <laughs> my new, I don't do that book boyfriend thing, but, like, I would climb river like a tree. Let's be serious. <laughs> okay. Well, in New York. <laughs> no, there's this magnificent moment. I'm going to spoil this for you because I know you don't care, Jen. You don't care if I spoil, spoil no. stuff. There's this magnificent moment, like that goes back to what Lo was saying, um, where you know some shit has gone down, and she's like, you know, she's the kind of she's a single mom, right? Like she feels like she has to bear every burden of her own on her own, um, and she asks him for a favor, and he's like, of course, like he just shows because that's what heroes do. They just show. Mm -hmm. And then later he's like, I want you to call me without there being an apology on the Mm -hmm. tip of your tongue. Like, I want you to ask me for stuff because I'm here and I want to be with you and I want to do the things that you need. And I'm like, romance. It's romance, everybody. Like, it really is. <laughs> you know what? Actually, at the beginning, I was like, I will buy the book. Now I'm like, please send me one immediately. I think I, I, think I have a PDF. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll resend in case you don't. Uh, it's so good. Anyway, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so we, as you all know, um, Christine and Lauren have been with us before. And so this time we said, come on, so we can talk about soulmate equation. And also you decide what you want to do. So they proposed <laughs> trope death match. Trope death, death match. <laughs> Which is very scary going in any sort of match with you. Death match with the faded mates. What were we thinking? I don't know. I was like, they recommended this? Like, this This sounds like something we'd recommend and other people be like, those two assholes. (laughs) They're setting us up to fail. We had nothing to do with it. It's like if there was like romance bar trivia and we walked in the door, people would be like, oh, fuck. No, we should tell everybody. We were, in fact, invited by Heaving bosoms to do to like basically to like bust in on some poor library's romance (laughs) trivia night out in the pacific northwest this was a couple of months ago and heaving bosoms was like do this with us and we were like we will destroy everyone like we're gonna do this and like it's not fair like it's bringing in like michael jordan to play pickup basketball right um 
Except we got there and none of the questions were about romance. Were about romance. And so it was fun. And then we were like, what is this? And it was all about like, it was like movies and like Tolstoy. (laughs) We were like, we don't know. (laughs) So that's what happens. See, don't get too cocky because then you'll show up and the question will be about Anna Karenina and you won't know. Because people don't know what romance is. <laughs> I don't know if there's a single thing that I would say, I'm going to walk in and it's going to be like Michael Jordan against, <laughs> yeah. you know. Whoever. I can't think of a single thing that I do or know about that I would okay, do. That is not true. That's not true. I disagree true. because you were here last week and you very confidently offered to wax my eyebrows with that hard <laughs> wax. And oh, I, God damn. I waxed off half of my eyebrow when I tried to do it. So you were just like, no, it's easy. Yeah, I got this. I also just disagree. I feel a like you yeah, think that's, that's probably not true. I, I, so I, I think you might actually have done better in this romance trivia because there was a lot of questions about Twilight. Oh, I will there was. And we no, didn't actually, have that. No, well, we there did not is one know. thing. There, I have some uncanny ability that if someone shows me a photo of um, whoever BTS it is that I'm standing at the time, <laughs> I can tell you by a shirt, by a collar, by whatever, oh, that was Mama yep. Awards in Tokyo on wow. May 14th. Of, that's a yeah. good... That's, See, that's a skill. We'll play that. We're going to play that next time. BTS related for anybody. Meanwhile, I'm like, (laughs) can you wax my eyebrows through this Zoom? Because they, I actually had a dream last night about my unwaxed eyebrows. I was terrible. (laughs) I feel that way too. Yes, I I will. I can show you how to do it. Uh, I'm no, gonna call. You can't I'm gonna call show Ina. her how to it's do fine. it. You showed me how to do it, and my hands yeah. don't do what your hands did. Okay, well, if, if, when we are together, I will wax your eyebrows. I just like it's. It's one of those things. It's like ironing. It's yeah. like something's got a wrinkle, but then you you do the thing and yeah. it's gone. I'm fully vaccinated, so I feel like I'm ready to like, get a haircut and there we like go. pluck all the. Please just take all this extra hair just, out of my just, face. <laughs> Neck down just, alopecia. Just take, take it all. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Uh, okay. So somebody explain the game. Who invented this game? Yeah. I, I don't know. So we were told. Um, <laughs> we were told. We were told. No, no. Let me, let me clarify this. Who invented let me clarify this, game? this. This was no, no, about, We were brainstorming with Kristen. Yeah. It's about tropes. But we were like, with Kristen, we were like, okay, so the book that best shows this trope oh. or the most banana So it's possible pants. we evolved yeah. this. We I evolved think it might have this, evolved in your hands, yeah. which is actually, I want to say at the outset, which the way it evolved is so funny because I would 100% come to both Jen and Sarah 100. with this kind of recommendation. 100%. But I couldn't talk to you about what I was choosing. So like I had no one to tell me what to read and I couldn't talk to Lo and she couldn't nope. talk yeah. to me. We couldn't, so we don't know each other's books. No. We don't. Wait, so, but t- Jen, tell everybody what it is. Okay. So we are each going to talk about a book that we think now again, I would like to say this is not this is not like a these aren't recommendations we're making per se. It's important that we say that. <laughs> I, think, oh, right out I don't front. think we're saying like we're this. not saying we're not recommending them. We're just we're not saying anyone's yum. Right. Or it's more like let me show you like the inner part of my soul. I usually keep hidden on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about like, okay, so then we are like, okay, so think of like a real wild trope. And then come up with a great example of it. And then it was like, well, is it the best example? And I said in the text, no, it should be the brightest banana you can find. Like just real <laughs> over the top. We went banana pants. Yes. yes. But and, even then, I said yeah. to Lo, I bet you they have read one of these because you have seen much more of the forest. <laughs> we know where the bright bananas live. Well, I mean, we try at least. But you do. I... I picked one that I... So do you want to start, Sarah? Do I want to start? I guess Yeah, I, want... I think so. I think I feel, so we're are each sure? going to talk about a I bananas like it book. could be you. No, no. I think you should do it. All right. Okay, but just... to clarify, we didn't all choose the same trope. We got no, the no. trope and the just banana like, pants book. And it's yes. just something real wild that yes. you love. Yeah. And mine yeah. is so bananas. I was like, I don't even know what trope this is because it's so weird. <laughs> so, Okay. I picked the Elizabeth Amber books, and I'm going to do oh, the Satter, the Lords of Satter, and I'm going to do number one. Okay, well, <laughs> because obviously I'm doing number one. 
Also because numbers, number two is like highly, deeply problematic. One is also very problematic. Okay, we should say also content yeah. warnings. Like All these books are probably problematic. Certainly right? this book, like go to Goodreads, read it all through. Just, you know. Say the title one more time. Nicholas seems very innocuous. It's The Lords of Satyr, book number one by Elizabeth Amber. And I could see Lo is Googling. And the cover is... When did this come out, Sarah? Did you look that up? Kensington Aphrodisia, which doesn't exist anymore, in 2007. And this might be the first erotic... It's certainly one of the first erotic romances I read in print. Like, there's... And it's very erotic. Um, thanks to Amazon, one of the Amazon reviewers told me that there are 33 love story, love scenes in this book. And wow. I would say, would we say oh, love? Oh, shit, this cover. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to find it. All right. Okay, so, I'm Googling. I'm Googling it. Okay, right. this man is very hairless. Of course. I well, except on him. one night of the month. So we're going to talk about it. Oh, my it. God. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so the premise of this, it's a little bit paranormal. It's a little bit fantasy. I'm not really sure. Again, I'm a, I'm not really sure about a lot of things with this book. Okay. Um, so it's set in uh, Victorian Italy. Three brothers, the Satter brothers, own a vineyard in Victorian Italy. And most people think they're just normal guys. Who normal brothers who own a vineyard. But at the beginning of this book, they get a a note. I was gonna say an email. Um, they get a message from the king of the fairies, the king of the fae, and he says, So I'm dying, but I have three daughters, like half fairy daughters, who I've like sprinkled around Europe in the 18 whatever. Sprinkled. 18 whatever. <laughs> There are three of them, and I'm concerned about the, like, legacy of the fairies or, like, the... Who cares? I'm concerned about fairyland. So I need y'all to go out, the three of you, and find my three daughters and marry them and, like, carry on the, like, fae slash satyr slash whatever. I can see Jen's face. It's romance reasons. Are they whatever? I'm reading the Goodreads reviews, and I'm kind of like... Okay, stop reading okay, ahead. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Not yes, the Goodreads true. reviews. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, all right. So, for some reason they do this. I don't remember why. It wasn't really important to me. So, Nicholas, who is the oldest, decides that he's going to go. And he goes off and he finds Jane, who is like a virgin somewhere. You and think that if you were a fairy princess, you'd get a... A little bit of a better name. I mean, Jane is a nice yeah. name, but I feel like, <laughs> you, you know. Well, maybe she did, although she had a human mom, maybe. I maybe. can't. I'm also, I should also say, like, I didn't actually reread this. So, like, you're getting the Sarah version of this book. <laughs> Again, it doesn't matter because what's important is that he brings Jane that on one night a month, the full moon night, this dude becomes an actual satyr. Oh, okay. Except, well, maybe he doesn't have rear legs, but he goes furry from navel down. Okay? Like, he grows fur under the full moon, the light of the full moon, and he also grows a second penis. Yes! Well, all right. It comes (laughs) right out from beneath his navel. Uh Uh-huh. And that... Oh, good spacing. It's (laughs) Lowe's with me. Lowe sees it. My dad is so that he can just handle it. Like, if he turns... If if she's turned around... Point of order. It's the right... (laughs) Point of order. order. Are they... It's furry from the navel down. Yeah. Are these But, like, soft fur. It's not, like, rough fur. It's very clearly soft fur. Sure. Are the penises furry? Yeah, that's my question. That is a good question. We'll have to read and discover. I know. Okay. Somebody read this and check because I'm not going to reread this book probably. This is where we are all ruined for polite society because my first thought was, is there nodding in this? Is there what? Nodding. 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 <laughs> is there nodding in yours? Yes, there is. Oh, yeah. You but see, and this, is, this is like, this is what I say when there are like, 
things you could be talking to about like certain friends that you can say that you would not say, like if you've read like ABO fic or something and somebody's, you know, or is talking about MPREG, you can't just tell your neighbor about that. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. So, okay. All right. So then, so under the full moon, so we meet this person. I should say we meet the satyr on the night of a full moon so that we can like see the full banana, so to speak. Two bananas. Both of them. Yeah. A bunch of bananas. So like satyr, obviously like it's kind of a secret that he's a satyr. Like he can't just tell people this. So like on this night, oh, and on this night, it is very important that they bone something. Like they can't not, they have to. Okay. It's they like they're have in rut to. or something. Yeah, like they have to. <laughs> so, but there are these like magical creatures who like are kind of not sentient. They're like, you know, that are just there for pleasure. And they like appear, they appear, materialize out of the mist on the night of the full moon, get the business done, and then like dissipate into mist again. And so this is like sadder masturbation on the full night of the on the night of the full moon. Anyway, problem is. <laughs> So she could, so poor Jane, poor Jane. So Jane gets like brought into this like crazy world, this like wild bananas world where like Nicholas has these, has this big secret that he's like part sadder and nobody really tells her, like she's not really sure about the fairy thing. I don't know if it's a bigger secret that he's part sadder or he has two dicks for like, <laughs> and they're, they're related. <laughs> Yes, but like, <laughs> it's real bizarre. Oh, I forgot to mention that also, like, he gets hooves. Like, he's real deal. Like, he's like, like the fawn from, um, yep. from, like Mr. Fawn from uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Okay, right. Tumness. Like, you Percy just Jackson made it a children's movie. book real dirty. But <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, but that's how I envision it. Not, I mean, I don't envision as. I don't envision Mr. Tumness. <laughs> Jen's like, stop it. No more. No, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, so then it's important. So then they get married, and on the night, this is just this is just the final and most important part. At least in my head, it's the most important part is on the night of the full moon. Immediately after they've married, there is a there's like a um, there's as an event that takes place. It's like a, a special event. <laughs> There's a word for it, but I can't. I can't a ceremony. Thank you. A ceremony. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a ceremony that takes place where all the brothers have to claim her. Oh, and he's one last. of those. And it's like, are they all double? Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. So she gets it from the uh, the other two, and then he does it to her, and he like thinks about the feeling of being. It's it's a lot. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, he thinks about what you gotta he say it. about how like <laughs> there's other people have been there and left things. Brotherly, there's brotherly leaving. <laughs> This is just for a very specific set of lights. It is a lot. <laughs> Was this a Laura's cave? And has anybody told Jenny Nordback? Because you guys, there are seven of these I discovered today. <laughs> oh my goodness. There are seven in the series. And Elizabeth Amber, I will say, like, the writing is real purple. Like, it's really flowery. Um, And I think, like, intentionally so. Like, I think it's supposed to feel, like, intense. And it's real kinky. Well, you said there are how many love scenes? 33, 30, according 30, to this life. particular Amazon reviewer. So um, when we say brightest banana on the tree, I chose a double banana. so what's your trope and my trope is uh well it's marriage of convenience yeah (laughs) you know sure you want something a little less classic in the marriage of convenience department but it's also i think faded mates like here we are like you don't get to choose she doesn't get to choose like she is beholden to i mean i guess she could have chosen you know, if he hadn't chosen Venice or wherever he found her, if he'd chosen Paris, he would have gotten the other one. But uh, <laughs> um, but they all had a turn at all of them, so. Eventually, yeah. And also it's, I don't know, sure. like, 
<laughs> Ménage? I guess this I, could also be Ménage. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely Ménage. Yeah. Six for one. I, so. I wonder what it, how they handle, how she handles it in later books when the, you know, we meet Jane and Nicholas and then in the next book, it's going to be like, right. you know, Nicholas is already with his lady and now she's going to have oh, to Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's a is good question. Cheating? Is there jealousy? Is it? Or like, maybe she's involved. I don't know. There you go. Maybe they all get a turn again. All right. Somebody go read Jane and <laughs> well let done, us know. <laughs> somebody let <laughs> us know. I mean, I will say, I don't know. I never went any deeper. This is where I stopped. I stopped. You were like, Nicholas, I'm good. I feel but like I, I got it. read the description and first couple of Goodreads reviews for the second one, which is Rain. And that felt like it could be deeply, deeply problematic. So, like, just content warning on the whole okay. business. But if you're looking, I mean, I said earlier to these guys that um, there's been a lot of conversation in the romance world where people are asking for like monster Monster romances and like not like paranormal shifter, but like real deal monsters and other kind of things that are very bizarre in the paranormal world. And I Mm -hmm. think if you're looking for bizarre, sexy in the paranormal world, I feel like I have found your... Yes, it sounds like it. I love how people just own it. They're like, listen, is there any, you know, monster fucker books yeah. that you recommend? <laughs> you have a list, a Goodreads list? I think, yeah, Don't send me vampires. <laughs> how is that any less acceptable than saying, you know, do you have any, like, Priest you know, boss assistants? Or, yeah, I love right. it. And Katie Robert is like, really into it right now, that monster stuff. And she's like, there's so little of it. I'm going to have to just write it. Yeah. So get it girl doing a service. If you're into monsters, follow Katie Roberts. She's doing it for you. Okay. Who's going next? I can, because I also chose marriage of convenience. Oh, um, perfect. Which actually ended up morphing into home for the holidays. Um, because (laughs) (laughs) the first book I chose um, maybe I won't say the title cause I had to like abandon it because it, nothing was happening. I was like half in and they hadn't actually had sex yet. But the premise <laughs> was that, um, there's this alien planet and all of the, um, aliens have this one genetic mutation. So they need to repopulate the planet. So a lot of the males go down to earth to find brides and they basically have mail order brides for aliens. And, um, this woman in this book that I will not get into too much detail about, um, is one of those mail order brides. But like when the alien husband, when the alien man has sex with the wife, they have a like love bond that is basically like, as soon as they have sex, they become soulmates. But if they try and do it and they're not actually soulmates, they both can like fall into a deep depression. It's called like a love bond syndrome or something like that. And then they can like commit suicide and it's terrible. So they're, he's really scared about having sex with her because he doesn't want to risk the chance that he's not actually her like soulmate, but there's a lot of like heavy petting and stuff. But I would say most of this book that I read so far was about them, like trying to escape this water world. And it was not about them getting freaky. So (laughs) I was like, I'm going to read another alien book because I find the genre actually pretty interesting. Oh yeah. And I came nice. across the title of a book that was alien Scrooge and it is by <laughs> star huntress Click. and Zara Zenta. And I'm going to tell you right now, I had high hopes that it, <laughs> that it was going to be like just super freaky. Um, so the premise is there's this photographer named Kara. It's a novella because I had to real do a mad dash to get this mm-hmm. done in time mm-hmm. for today. She's a photographer. She's coming home for the holidays. A year ago, she went home to her parents' place. It's in like central California coast. And a year ago, she took her boyfriend, Oscar with her and he tried to steal from her parents. So she's mm. like really hurting from that. She's still a little bruised and she's nervous about Christmas, but she's really close to her parents. And she, again, I said, she's a photographer. So she says, she gets there and she says, I'm going to go take some pictures. And she goes down to the beach and is taking pictures of this sea cave. And here's this grouchy voice behind her. That's like, get away from here. And she turns around <laughs> and there's an alien standing there. And of course, like not like being- in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> 
in a cave. Does he look like an alien? He does. He has okay. disguised blue. himself, even though he can't. They're all blue. Sure. No, he's actually like yellow. And when he blushes, he turns like golden. Oh. And he has white hair and like pointy ears. And yeah. <laughs> I like it. He's a lot of different things. Sounds very festive. He is. So anyway, he's a real grouch and she really loves Christmas and he's down there. He's been sent by his like sea or space crew people because the earth is like so far behind in space travel that he's been sent down kind of as a punishment to study earthlings because like the rest of the galaxies are just like primitive culture. Yeah. And like he, but he hates it. He thinks it's all really like consumer driven and stupid. And he had had an affair with his boss's wife. And so his boss sent him down here as a punishment. And he just is like, really just thinks humans are garbage. And she's (laughs) like, sunshiny photographer. And she really... She really likes, she thinks it's cool that he's an alien living in a cave. Like there's not a moment where she's scared of him. And so he shows her his like high tech house he built deep in the cave. And I'm just waiting for like things to get freaky. It's basically very vanilla sex. Like other than him having sensitive hair and no nipples. (laughs) um, Sensitive hair. So like, like head hair. Yeah, like he's hairless otherwise because they don't need it for warmth, but he has hair on his head that like and he has an excellent esthetician. Like what time? Yes. And so that is like <laughs> neck down like, alopecia. She says her nipples are sensitive and he says his hair is sensitive, and that's just how the, whatever. So um, so that was my book. And he oh, she basically shows him the Christmas spirit. So she's home for the holidays and she brings the alien home to meet her parents. And that is them. The and then he's like, earthlings are okay. That yeah. is bananas. <laughs> she taught, she showed an alien the Christmas spirit. She did. He's like, I understand you are like, you're showing me why, you know, what you meant about Christmas being special. And I see it through your eyes. Oh man. Wow. Also, LOL that he was sent to earth as a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same. I feel that way. Too. I know. Sometimes you're like, what did I do to deserve this? Are we the prison planet for some other place? <laughs> um well, I did. I started for marriage of convenience because I thought there could be yeah. some really cool supernatural stuff there. And I ended up in home for the holidays. But either way, pretty bananas. You know what? Pretty bananas. I think that I I will allow it. That is bizarre. Okay. I, that's great. I'm excited about that. I like also feel like there's a point sometimes with these, you cannot convince me that someone literally wasn't like pulling tropes out of the hat. Christmas, spinning the alien cave, you know, spinning the trope wheel (laughs) and then being like, all right, I'm in. Okay. So I actually have two and I don't know which one to do. So I'm going to let you all pick. Okay. It's going to give you. Okay. So one is, um, does have like a little bit of a paranormal element. And then one is like super alpha. Okay. Super alpha. Super, super alpha. alpha. I have a feeling you guys might know this one because this is um, Lisa Marie Rice who wrote some real, right? Is that her name? Yeah. She wrote Dangerous Passions is the one I'm going to talk about. Oh. And this is, I reread it today because I was like, am I really remembering it as quite? Okay. So <laughs> it's like literally like you think of every alpha trope we have and this dude, his name is Drake, Victor Drakovich. And he is an arms dealer, whatever. And he only has one weakness, and it is that he has fallen in love with an artist. And the first time he sees her work, he's in a limo in, like, Midtown. And he, like, is all business. You know, he's, like, doing some $10 million deal in the back of the limo. And he's, like, stuck in traffic, and he, like, looks over, and he sees this art in this gallery and there is a man that has a scar, and it is the exact match for his scar, which he's of course he had surgically see that removed. From, like in the yes. car, <laughs> Christina. Because, sh- okay. <laughs> it's okay. romance reasons, right? So, right, romance reasons. This is so romance he, eyesight. <laughs> he, yes, he gets out of the car, and of course, his driver is like, "What the fuck? This mf'er never gets out of the car because he has to go see he, it." So he, he thinks it's himself. He thinks, yeah, he's like, is that me? What the hell? Right. So he takes off his $800 jacket and puts it in a garbage can and buys like some shitty clothes off the street. <laughs> but why? No one will recognize him. <laughs> I haven't even started yet. I'm still in like chapter one. And he goes into the gallery and he like, then of course he's like, 
obsessed with this art. He can't believe how wonderful She's it is. She's not it speaks there. To his soul. No, but then she comes in and he hears her voice before he sees her and he thinks no woman could live up to that voice. I love you acting this out right now. <laughs> then he turns around and of course she's beautiful. Obviously. But, you know, Obviously. he is like a wanted all over the world because everybody wants to kill him. And so he just twice a month, he sneaks out of his New York apartment and by himself, like just stands there and like watches her because those are the days she brings her new work to the gallery. Okay. Meanwhile, wait, his this enemy. bitch is a billionaire and has not bought her work. Oh, no, he buys everything. So oh, like he buys everything, okay. every piece of work, and she doesn't know who's buying it. It's all in secret, of course. Of course, but like, I want to like, make sure paid, that she's getting man. paid. Of course, of course, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank but, you, Christina. And she has like, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't care. No, I don't care. I don't need yeah. to know. Money or nothing. <laughs> right. She is the loner, the only one who is her friend is the gallery owner. And so, like anyway, Jack Reacher of artists. Yes. So he <laughs> is, is a toothbrush and nice. he's out like watching her. And then all of a sudden, he hears from behind him and his hearing is very good. He knows this person is a yard away into the Eyesight, left. Right, hearing. of course. He hears the sound, and it's like somebody pulling a gun, and so it's like the bad guy who wants to kill him, and his name's Dimitri, and he's like wants to kill Drake, and then, you know, he his guys are inside, and they've taken Grace hostage, and so Drake kills everybody and saves her, and then he's like, I've ruined her life, because now she's associated with me, so he spirits her away to his secret Manhattan, like, penthouse, and yes. his private doctor comes. You'll Instead love this, Sarah. of leaving her the fuck alone. No, because no. She, they will kill her. <laughs> he knows what's best. Right, so he takes her, okay, this part is where it gets really fucking good. I mean, it already is good. Yeah, right, no, listen, so... We're all just reading already. <laughs> yeah, the bad guy is like, I've never thought that Drake would be pining. Like, what the hell? So Drake has been pining over this woman. So they go, he has been shot and she just has like a scrape and they go up to his penthouse. He calls his private doctor and listen, the doctor's like, okay, I'm going to take care of you first. And he's like, her what first. What does he say? Her oh, first. no, she's not dying, though. She's not dying, right? So he's like, no, don't take... I am dying, but it doesn't matter. You take care of her yeah. first. And she, the has, like, she needs some Neosporin. Go. Yes, yeah. right? And the doctor is like, what the fuck? This is wrong. And Drake's like, I don't care, but wait. He's got a gun. Her first. So then he says... <laughs> so the doctor's like, okay, now it's your turn. I put on the Neosporin. And listen, he's like, I'm going to give you some anesthesia since you have a bullet wound. And Drake says, no, you can't do that. Who will protect her? Who will wait, protect listen. her? And so then he, oh. <laughs> he just shuts down. He doesn't need anesthesia. Of course. He, he doesn't, doesn't need vaccines. He doesn't need anesthesia. He's he doesn't get sick. No, sure. He just, he just forget. can, like, he go can away. control it. Yeah. Yes. Right. Does he go to so, a place and just think about her, like what she smells like? And it's sure. Like, she, she he's surrounded by hand. her heart. She, she holds, holds his hand. hand. I'd be like, yeah. you nearly killed me. No, the doctor's like, go hold his hand. I think he loves you, whatever. Anyway, so then they're like in his penthouse and he's kind of like, well, I can't tell her everything because she'll get really scared. So he gets his man. This is great. He tells her his like, you know, man of order, whatever, his little factotum. He says, go get her creams. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, you know, like, <laughs> face cream, body like, cream, low Right? Like, just go get Intimate her. Un- go get her. Go get her beautiful clothes. Go get her art supplies. But this guy is, like, convinced he's, like, still wants to kill him, but they're holed up in the, like, penthouse. She is, like, they have sex, of course, but it takes him a while. Turk, his cock is so big. Of course. It takes pages to get it in. <laughs> She's tiny. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm, like, I, of course. every alpha, like, every alpha trait we've ever talked about is in this book, but dialed up to, like, banana. <laughs> bottle right <laughs> yes right i mean and oh here's the other thing though even though he lives in a penthouse in new york on like the top floors uh, of this building there's only one bed because he's oh, never man. had house guests of course or, and no woman has ever been in that bed because he's he sleep in this i bed. swear manhattan penthouses are like the dukes of contemporary yes. romance there's so many <laughs> And all populated by single men, single yeah. wealthy, single wealthy giant in- anaconda. Here's my one. Here's my last really men. My last really favorite part, though. She like looks around and knows that 
there's is no the, way. Is her art everywhere? Of, oh, it's all in one room. And, and she she's not it. like, oh, he's a stalker. <laughs> no, she's like, you must really love me. We should have sex on this bearskin rug. Okay. But listen to this. Here's the best part. He has a bearskin rug, but only one bed. <laughs> <laughs> listen, every fucking thing. It's amazing. Here's the great part, though. At one point, like when she first gets up to the penthouse, she looks around and she knows that this guy is clearly up to no good and says to him, just promise me this isn't drug money. And he's like, I promise. I That's hate drugs. Line. I would never sell drugs. And I'm like, bitch, you are an arms dealer. Watched him kill but it's people. Fine. That's fine. But it's fine it's because different. it That's wasn't drugs. Exactly. And I was like, this shit is so problematic. But I Say no to you, drugs. <laughs> I was like, I better reread this today just to make sure I'm on point. And I reread the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like it's I said at the beginning, best. we're not not recommending them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I would say, oh, wait, I forgot the most important thing. She says, he's like, how did you know what my scar looked like? Right? Oh, At one yeah. Point. And she says, I've been dreaming of this man my entire life with yeah. a scar like this. Yes. And I was painting the man of my dreams. We must be mystically connected. Are they faded faded mates? They are. Yeah. Faded sure. non-drug mates, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just wow. arms. Just I mean, arms. <laughs> I don't know if I can, if I can beat that. I think Super you alpha. might go, but I'm gonna try. Christina's like a sleeper here. She's yeah, like, oh, yeah. oh, it's so hard. I don't know. Just wait. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, so my my book is very recent. It is 2020, which is Whoa. why I was like, Ooh. you guys, and I didn't realize that at the time. Um, it is called A Family for the Alien Warrior. And I did not realize I was reading book number four, but apparently it doesn't matter because um, they say that you can read them all individually. So, so wait, can I ask before oh my point God, of order? This cover, this cover is so amazing. Do the two of you like? Are you like real alien readers? The two of you? Do you read? No. Oh, so that's this, I just like, think it's you are faded mates. We know we this are. are. Like yeah. we are. Yeah, we all just right. both ended up. I, I really. Oh my God! The cover. To look of at this, this cover. I Wait, just I'm need looking. this. If Eric, Wait, we need a description. <laughs> Lauren, no, please a, describe oh the cover of this God. book. <laughs> a grumpy alien warrior, a pregnant librarian, a ready-made family. Now, people, the people who know me know that I love Secret Baby. I love accidental pregnancy. My mom used. To, she's just like a big, you know, romance reader. The Western, like on the ranch, and it seems like there's always somebody who's like accidentally getting pregnant, and then they he runs into them, mm-hmm. and I, that's sure. just my shit. So that's wait, not we what need this a description is. of the cover. Okay. The cover is a scaled. <laughs> Green. He all looks like a lizard. Alien. Yeah. Lizard right. alien. He's giant. He's ho- holding a human baby who is pointing out at the s- space beyond, which is all purple, purple through the spaceship window. So it is a scaled green lizard alien fondly holding a tiny yeah. baby who is like, look at space. Look. But wait, yes. is that a tail that's holding it's a the tail? Baby? Which is going to be because his hand goes under the words. Uh-huh. Yes. The tail is going to come into play later. <laughs> the tail is oh a God. fifth appendage. Like it a, is a fifth appendage. Or a sixth appendage, case. maybe. A sixth, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so so he is a, a space captain. His name is like Mania or something, but we're just going to call him, like, Hank, because (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm butchering that name. Sure, 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 sure. sure. So he's an alien reptile and he is, his species is, he's, um, the sire. Um, so this, his, um, race, the, the huge plague came through and it killed the women. And so there's like no new babies. There's, you know, none of that. So he has this ship and he's out in outer space and he comes across this like escape pod and he thinks, you know, I can sell this because whenever he finds these things that people in them are usually dead or something. So he goes in, but there are people in there. There's a woman. Her name is Wanda Peabody. She is a librarian. (laughs) And then there's an older woman. And I think that a younger woman who was also, who was pregnant. And then there are two children. And, uh, 
they were taken by they were taken by this race of aliens um, from Earth because they're being sold as breeders. And Wait, even the old lady, she's I think she's supposed to be like grandma age, and she's like maybe taking care of. Oh, she's like a nanny, like a nanny, or <laughs> sure, something. like you, you know? got the breeder and the, the babysitter. Yeah, yes. deal. <laughs> so they were this being held. Sense. They were being held like in some prison and then something went wrong on the ship that they were on and they were sort of put into this escape pod and they've just been on this escape pod for, I don't even know how long it's been. Well, actually I do. It's only been a couple of weeks because it goes back and she, she's pregnant. We discover later. She mm-hmm. was like four months pregnant at the time. So, um, he puts them on board. He feeds them. He, um, puts them in their various rooms, but then he gives her his room because there are no there are no others. Sure, and he so does last room he, at the end. Only one room. At the last end. room at the end. Yes, Look, he. Um, is you very, can have a penthouse or you can have like a spaceship, but there's only there's ever only one bed. One bed. <laughs> um, so he's very concerned when he discovers that she's pregnant. He does not want her to use the stairs. Um, he's like, there's a cargo elevator, the stairs on his ship. So he's like, there's a cargo elevator and she is very insulted. She is not cargo. So he insists on (laughs) carrying her up the stairs. That's a funny thing to get mad about. (laughs) That's the thing to be angry about. And she's very tiny. And whenever, whenever I see language, like he's, he swept her in his, to his arms. Yes. Um, I'm always like just imagining them on like someone's hip. Like they're just a toddler. (laughs) Like a baby. (laughs) Carrying them around. But as soon as they meet, his tail is like instantly like holding Twitching. her arm, touching her, putting a hand. Wait, it's, is the tail sentient? Like the tail has its own I mean, I brain, like an I, octopus arm. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe because no, 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 it's not because it's it's like the equivalent of the hand on the lower back as they walk. The tail. Oh, but it's the perfect. tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. um she goes to sleep, and then when she she gets up the next morning, um, he's asleep in the chair, very uncomfortably in the hall because he was afraid to be away from her. Right. Um, and this happens like a couple times. Um, let's see. I've, I've really got notes here. He's very fascinated um, that she's pregnant because you know she's blossoming. And oh. and Christina is gesturing to the boobs right now. <laughs> Um, so at one point, you know, they're just sort of going to be, he's, <laughs> they want to go back to earth. Um, he says, I will take you to the nearest like patrol station or, you know, whatever, but already he's feeling very anxious and sad and he does not want to leave her. Um, and fairly quickly they decide they don't want to be separated. And, um, one night they're very tired and, and she says the bed is plenty big for both of us, but we will just sleep. She's very clear that, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll just, they share this bed, but of course things happen, but not the sex, not right away. And this is why I was, I was sort of confused. I was like, this is not until like later, which I was, wow. but then it's slow burn, slow burn alien. Yeah. Super baby. But then until he wait, makes up for it. Don't it worry. It surprised me too. Um, and, uh, so, oh, and I will say there is one thing I, I think that the, the, how there's like a ready-made family sort of, you know, sure. um, I think that the young, like the little boy. Wait, the baby has our, the, the boy on the, the boy. ship is her child or separate? No. She found no. them and sort of is just like caring for them and very sure. mama bear sure. protective. And, um, cause what you want to do when you write a romance novel is just pack it in with as many children as yes. possible. Yes. Oh, because <laughs> there's a point where like the, when they're very tired, it's because he is just upset and crying and will not stop crying. And I did have a moment where I was like, this is why, you know, we don't usually put kids in our <laughs> because you have to parent. Yeah, right. They really ruin the vibe. I mean, where's that grandma now is my question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also during this, the other, the other girl, and I forget her name, is very pregnant. She goes into labor. Um, Wait, so are these babies alien babies? No, they're human. 
So she was, she was the one girl was like someone's breeder, you know, on their other ship where they were. She's very close to giving birth. Her water breaks. He, of course, Hank or whatever we're calling him, um, mm-hmm. is very good. He's like helping her breathe and doing all of these things so that Wanda can help, you know, her deliver the baby and stuff. But at some point they decide, I'm going to st- short story it for you. At some point they decide they do not want to be apart because that's the thing that they keep thinking is, you know, like, I really want this, but I'm going to be leaving you. You know, I don't want to do this if it's only temporary. So at some point they decide they're going to, and he's going to protect her. They get to the station and, um, he uses his tail. It becomes very, um, integral to it. He preps her with his tail because he is very big and she is obviously very little. One joke we used to always have in fic was like tiny hands, like <laughs> everything matters so tiny. And um, so he preps her uh, with his tail. And then later on, there's some double penetration, if that's your thing with the tail. I mean, if there wasn't, I would be so disappointed. I mean, what, right? I mean, you got the promise of the there. premise. It's like Chekhov's gun. If a right. tail Thank is you. on the page, just one. <laughs> Obviously. So not to spoil it, but at some point, um, so she has her baby, it's a girl, and then she gets pregnant. With an alien baby. With an alien baby. It's his. He has the family he always wanted, and um, they, she has that as well. Um, there's some uh, nursing from child and oh, for her. Of sure. course. Um, <laughs> I mean, also... So, Right there, right there, right there. There's a drip of milk and he's like seductively taking his (laughs) finger and licking that drip of milk off as you do. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is a family for the alien warrior. Christina, I don't know if I'll be able to pick something that can rate. Here's my hero with a tail DP. And lactation fetish. All Everybody in one. thinks All Christina in one. is the soft one. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying here is romance is amazing. It is romance amazing. Is amazing. <laughs> you know you have your people when you can talk about ABO. No, oh, and there's nodding. That's one thing is that he says we can't because you know, once once we you do, should explain what nodding is for people who are listening who might not know. Oh, oh, so that that's going to be, I just went to like, just to like visually describe it. Um, (laughs) So that's when like during sex, the base of the penis swells and they become locked together until it's a big thing in like fic. I have not read a book where it happened. Mm. Well, we um, haven't, to be fair, we haven't read a lot of alien this or monster. Is true. Also, you know, in there's this a... canon, he can, uh, these aliens cannot father children unless they not. Oh, yeah, sure. So, of course, because then it's real. Sure. So then why bother, like, having sex if you can't not, I suppose? Sarah's yeah. looking very thoughtful. <laughs> no, I'm thinking <laughs> now, now Christina has suggest, has said, I've never read a book where it happens. And I, there's a J.R. Ward one where he has bars oh, yeah, on his penis right. and he locks in well, internally and the, until you know, the sex is finished and then he can pull out. I will say he has ridges all over his penis. Christine Feehan does all those cat penises. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're right. I'm not sure nodding is a thing in many books. Somebody surely is going to correct us though. Yes. Also, I do want to ask the listeners. Yeah, right. I was, I was looking for, um, I was looking for a book and I, I mentioned again that I was deeply flailing because the, when I want banana pants, I go to Jen and Sarah, <laughs> but the rules forbade me from asking Jen and Sarah. So I went to Reddit and Reddit was like, listen, here's this octopus shapeshifter Tentacles. book where you oh, tattoo yeah. with the ink from the shapeshifting octopus. And there's like all Look this crap, but I couldn't find it. So if Sarah's anybody like, yes. knows... A yeah, I think it's called Passionate Ink, but I could not find it. <laughs> and I, I mean, wanted that with a I mean, yeah. I do love an octopus in general, so sure. maybe. Sure. Well, I mean, the tail didn't even surprise me because I've read Tentacle Thic, where you know the tentacles sure. are used similarly. So sure, sure, they're right there. They're, they're right, right there. there. <laughs> 
Romance is amazing. Romance is amazing. There's something for everybody. There really is. And there's no, this is a no judgment zone. Mm -mm. Yeah. Tell everybody. No, you want to save it. We'll do it again. I'm going to save it. We're going to do it again. again. We'll do this next time. Christina and Lauren have a book out. This will be what we do. We talk about the book and then we do this. Trope off. Yeah. So I really (laughs) want everyone to send low the craziest book so that I don't have to ask Jen and Sarah for that. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll be like there. Yeah. We should make a list comment. You know what? We should use the comment section of the website for this. Go yeah, to the website go. and drop your brightest banana book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your most banana. Uh, you know what? Eric will set up. We, uh, yeah. I mean, he loves setting up forms. Sure, so he does. He'll, he'll set we'll up a form. form and the brightest you can banana go book. And like click on banana nominate. book. You can nominate. Nominate, nominate a banana. <laughs> you know, I've never read Mpreg in a book before either. And I don't know I if that's either. just a fic. Thing. No, no oh, that's a big thing. That's a big here. thing in, for sure. in our is, world. I've yeah. never read an Mpreg book. See, oh, somebody recommend a great Mpreg for Christina. Lo wants tattooed octopus ink. She wants mm-hmm. to know it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm for it. So what we'll do too is we'll ask people like, okay, so it'll be like home for like your best home for the holidays, your best, you know, secret scar, your best secret. Scar. Oh yeah, so what yeah, is mine? Scar. Mine yeah, was forced you family, right? Yeah, yeah, forced proximity. Only one right? bed. Blended family. Blended Only family. one bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, I love Sarah. This. I'm not sure what we'll say about yours. <laughs> Who can say anything about mine? Yeah, right. If they read these sadder books, what blows my mind about these sadder books is like the other, maybe six months ago, I said to Joanna Shoup and Sierra Simone, like, hey, have you guys read the sadder books? And they were both like, huh? And those two, I always expect to have been there before me. It's just, I feel like it was of a time. It was like, I, and I can remember where I was. I was in the Barnes and Noble in Union Square. And they were trade size. They were trade trim size. And I was like, what are these? And I pulled it out and it had that like nude, hairless man. And I was like, well, I'm getting this. He is very dirty. He's very, (laughs) very hairless. If I remember correctly, the word quim is like overused (laughs) in this book. Oh, I don't mind it. I don't don't mind it either. But you know what? I never use it in my own books because I feel like it really does like shout at you it's like you're reading 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 this like quim like <laughs> i feel that way i feel that way about the exclamation points neon you feel that way about what the c word mm. well i love it if they're 33 scenes sarah you gotta change it up you gotta yeah, have you every tool in it you're just here's the truth use. quim is also a really useful scrabble word everyone <laughs> my children would be like what's that <laughs> need to know. Honey. You got to bring out the dictionary. It's an embroidery <laughs> thing. You're fine. Yeah. Her uh, daughter would yes. be like, I know you're lying. <laughs> well, soon she can know. It's like a, it's an old timey word. It's not That's a true. dirty word. It's just an old timey word. Loki uses it in that one movie. Or God, he does though. He really uses yeah. it. And yeah. And I read the other day that people didn't like that because he was really? calling, he was referring to a woman, like it was an insult. Oh. Black Widow, is that right? It's yeah. very coded. He calls her sure, a muling yeah. quim or something. It's coded, but I don't know. He's very hot when he says Look, it. Look, Hiddleston can say that word to me. He can say whatever he wants. Yeah. Day yeah. Like, hey, excused. <laughs> oh, Hiddles. All right. I don't know how we t- how we leave. I don't know how we leave right? either, except to say the soulmate equation is my new favorite Christina Lauren book. And you shall read it as soon as humanly possible. No aliens were harmed in the making of that book. No. Absolutely none. No. <laughs> no. Confirmed. Everybody has just one penis. Yes. <laughs> one. Womp, womp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and no tails. Sadly. <laughs> Someday, you guys. <laughs> Amazing. Thank Get you ideas. so much for joining us. Tell everybody where they can find you. Our Instagram is at Christina Lauren, as is our Twitter. You can find us at, at Christina Lauren both places. Our website is ChristinaLaurenBooks.com. And if you want soulmate-specific information, there's a website our publisher has set up. That's the soulmateequation.com. It has like all of the important links. Yay. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Come back another Thank time. You. We love you. We love you so much. <laughs>